Ma, kinetic spectacle, economy. Our approach to art and the habits we form around creation have a deep impact on what we make. In a Worldcraft Club first, we have an animation studio discussing the differences between Eastern and Western animation and how your processes can impact your setting. Let's talk anime. Welcome to the Worldcraft Club podcast, a podcast for writers, game masters, and storytellers who want to create rich, immersive worlds for their audience to come back to time and time again. I'm your host, James, and full disclosure, this is not what we set out to discuss when I invited our guest today. Honestly, we just had so much fun chatting that I think we wound up with somewhere between two and three episodes worth of content. So this will be part one of at least two parts talking with Studio YG Crow, an animation studio, and a first for us. But who is Studio YG Crow? My name is Marcus Parnell. I am the one of the co-founders of Studio YG Crow and also an animator. Sometimes, like, I'll help with, like, storyboards, too. I'm Ben Sutherland. I'm one of the other co-founders of Studio YG Crow. I do a lot of the networking and social media stuff, but I also do some of the animation and some of the voice work. I I also do screenwriting, so I've done a lot of, uh, like, direct, not, like, not even an animation sense, to direct just uh, script formatting. Hi, my name's Raziel Gore. I um, am the other other (laughs) co-founder. Yep. I am an animator. I do a lot of the illustrations and also, you know, music and dance. dance. So that's what they all do. But I wanted to have a better sense of what the studio is about, where they came from and their approach to animation. This serves as a bit of a preamble to the broader discussion on their approach. Well, Studio YG Crow and like who we are, right? We're an independent animation studio and a lot of us are from UART. And what had happened was... So specifically, this was something we had planned for a while. I would say like Raz had the idea first, right? And he planned the idea and he came up, we, he came up with like a, two names, but we ended up switching. We ended up going with Studio YG Crow. Yeah, um, really quick before you stop, before you start there, it was supposed to be called Studio Dread, Dreadlocks at the time. I cut them. And so I was like, it would make no sense to call the studio Studio Dread. I have Dreadlocks again. They're just as long as they were when I cut them. <laughs> right. So because of that, we went with Studio YG Crow. Um, and the first, I think the first official of us actually having it in a name was my senior film, right? Yeah, it was. Right. I Spy. I Spy. Yeah, I had a senior film that I called I Spy, um, which is one of our other, uh, projects that we're, we've just talked about going back to at some point. Um, but we made that, that was the first time I announced the name of the studio. Now, when I graduated college, this was like 2019, right? in the fall. So as soon as I graduated, it was like December 15th and two weeks later, COVID shut the whole world down. So the moment the world shut everything down, there were no jobs, there was nothing to do. You couldn't even go outside. So we decided to just jump on the idea of like, well, if we can't find work, let's make work. And from that point forward, we started working on um, Kissera Zero, which is our first film. And currently our biggest, because it has a, it has like this huge online yeah. viewership. And from there, we've just continued to expand. And we've used a lot of different techniques, which I guess I'll let Raz continue with that part, because he, he can tell you more about the technical techniques of what we're using in our yeah. productions. 
at that point, I had done the uh, Powerpuff Girls reanimate, the Twisted mm-hmm. Sister reanimate. And so I did like a piece of fan animation for it that never got released. And it was just like Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup. And they were just kind of tagging each other in like this crazy action set. And I was like, wait a second. That's it. That's it. So like Cathera Zero came about. I was like thinking about that uh, Powerpuff Girls action tagginess. And then I sent the idea out to Marcus, Ben, and the other people that we were working with. And I said, let's make this ours. Yeah. And so we bought it all in. We all got to design on it. We all got to like have a say in the design. And that was, you know, the studio was basically built to build Ice Hunter. And like Kithera Zero became my new uh, baby. <laughs> it was a very, very good time. We had a lot of uh, different techniques for Kithera Zero. One, uh, Powerpuff Girls was, um, since it was based on that, I wanted to do it the way yeah. they did Powerpuff Girls. For, so like this is a, a podcast about making your stories and telling your stories. Well, Powerpuff Girls is uh, storyboarded. And before it's scripted, or rather, the it's beat sheet storyboard script. I'm not sure if that's for every episode, but I know that's like the general for it. So I went with storyboard script at the same time. And you don't have to be able to draw to be able to do a storyboard script. You can generally, if you want to do that, you can just doodle. You stick figures if you must. Just draw it out if you want it. Uh, there's so much stuff that you can just work with nowadays. For instance, I know a lot of people might have a computer, a potato for a computer, Unreal. Unreal will just kind of let you record yourself and then put it in a filmic location. Like you can do a lot of things with your stories. But so our methods were just, I was thinking Powerpuff Girls and uh, anime. That's my, that's, that's, that's all I am. Powerpuff Girls and anime. And I thought. End up studio <laughs> trigger. Yeah, yeah, it's really funny, right? Because like my ideas wound up aligning almost exactly with the Studio Trigger. Oh, interesting. Just because we have like the same influences, and don't get me wrong, I looked at Studio Trigger and said, "Yeah, I like what they're doing too." So it's like it just it just all got added to the uh, gumbo, the gumbo soup that I had to make. I'm sure somebody from Nolans is going to kill me for that. Uh, But just added to the gumbo, and it all it was spicy. So, you know, that was our first try. We went through the trials and tribulations. We're doing it all online. So, like, we're all, we're not working in a physical location. We're doing it through Discord, which you might think is, like, easier. But for me, I personally would prefer to work through, like, in the same spot. I want to pause here because I think this is important. What Roz is identifying is a stylistic choice in approach. Typically, a script is drafted before a storyboard. You know what your characters are going to say, the main story beats, and what they're going to do before you start assigning a sense of the visual style to it. The script is, in some ways, seen as the foundation before the rest of the structure is applied. What this says here is that their focus is on style as well as the specific content that a script would identify. Script first may put an emphasis on dialogue, the back and forth of facts that are being communicated, but a storyboard at the jump says the visual language is just as, I don't want to say important, so much as foundational to YG Crow's approach. This bit of data is critical, but after this we pinged it back to Marcus to get a sense of how the group's collaboration began and where it's going. Let's go back in time a little bit. <laughs> Marcus is the studio soundboard, by the way. Like around like my junior year and senior year, it was like, we were like friends, like best friends, like forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother's over here. Yeah. yeah. And like in the senior um, film, um, Redmayne, like after that was done, and that had been helped me a lot, um, especially like with the script. And also he was a voice actor of the yeah. antagonist. Uh, Actually, yeah. I think one of my favorite stories was um, how the voice for 
the antagonist in your film came about was I just did this stupid voice out of nowhere while talking to you and Matt, and then you ended up loving it and you yeah, stuck yeah. me in the booth. <laughs> yep. And immediately, like right after that film was done at May, um, what it was like less than a week too. Well, you guys Ben pulled me in, like, hey, you want to join Studio Wendy Pro? We're working on the uh, upcoming film called uh, King Zero. I was like, all right, sure. And like ever since then, you know, we pull in Rachel and yeah. So it's like, it all just kind of comes together and you know, that sense of silliness, everyone's still here. Everyone's still excited. So we jump into Ned and Fred. I almost die on Ned and Fred. So no, oh, yeah, hey, right. Ned and Fred Christmas here. was actually made in like three weeks and uh, six days, not even four weeks. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, it sounds like I'm being like, oh, well, what's the difference? Three, three weeks and six days versus four weeks, uh, four weeks. Uh, I'll tell you the difference when you're animating a whole film from the ground up you'll feel that difference because i caught covid mm. at the very end like on christmas day i caught lucky COVID. you yeah Man. yeah right yeah so on christmas yeah. day i was i was down but like i gotta <laughs> upload it <laughs> <laughs> but it was really fun and it was a good test of our skills to see how fast we could produce yeah. something especially the animation because like the minimum i don't know if you're aware of frame gotcha. rates but like the average frame rate for an animation is between 12 drawings a second and 24, and it's usually a mix. So it's a lot. Well, hang on. Hang on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm to jump in and be that guy. I'm going to correct Ben. So frame rate's like the output of video, just standard throughout the entire thing. So everything's 24 frames a second, but like drawings per second is a different mm -hmm. story. But that, that was an interesting test of our seal. And then we got to do it again, and we did a Halloween one, which I got to write, which was really fun because that was me getting a return to my writing yeah. roots and enjoy that. And from there, we, after we finished that, we started getting actual convention showcases for the first time, which is how you ended up meeting yeah. us was like, so back in November of last year, we went to J1Con, which spoiler, we're going again. Yeah. And now Marcus gets to be the director of our next big film. This is our second one where it's going to be a, a bit longer, like the um, Cathera Zero. So we were going to wow. take those skills from Cathera Zero and to the production speed we use for Ned and Fred and put that in the Cucumber Fairy. Mm -hmm and see what we ended up making. And we're even changing our production process because we used um, the anime method yeah. at first, where it was like we focused on more like dynamic action and limited motion in parts where there wasn't as much talking to a more Western style for Cucumber Fairy. So we've gotten to explore both ends of the animation spec. So I know this is a world building podcast, not specifically an animation podcast, but I wanted to pause for a little here and perform some analysis. This segment introduces an important concept, economy. Drawings are expensive. The more detailed and expansive the drawing, the more it costs. When you have to create several drawings in a given scene, you're going to have to be choosy about what makes the cut and what you commit to making. Necessity is the mother of invention, and a tight number of hours that you have to create forces decisions that can sharpen your creative process, forcing you to focus on what you're trying to communicate, what's really important. This leads to a discussion about different approaches to animation divided roughly into Eastern and Western animation styles. I wanted to know more about how they solved the distinctions between what we know as anime and how it differs from a Western approach to animation. So the, the difference between like Eastern and Western mm. production, right, is that Western production tends to be Western, uh, Eastern rather production understands that it is about 
drawing economy. They have something called the frame economy, which is just the amount of mileage you can get out of a single drawing. And so, like, being an anime fan and an animator is a very interesting thing because I get to hop into anime fandom discussions. And what will happen super often, if you can uh, ask your audience if this happens, if anyone know, you know what's going on, like, there'll be a still image on frame on screen. Right? It's like a single, very well-drawn, very crispy, very sexy, like our General Hawk shirts at the merch. No, yeah. very crispy <laughs> drawing. And um, people will just go, wow, they used all the budget on that. And it's like, it's a yeah. single drawing. It's it's not moving. It's just the character looking very rendered. And it's pretty, but it's not animation. <laughs> it didn't waste the budget on it. That in fact they uh you know they were saving money by like focusing more on just making a very pretty screensaver. You, you know though, like what's 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 kind of sorry, I, I had like a like an epiphany while you were saying that. This 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 is all like Japanese animation economy. Um it, it's in the script. It's in the animation, mm. all of it. Like it's, it, it, it took me ages to see the genius of, uh, of anime. But once I sort of like unlocked it, you just realize anime is an incredibly dense medium and is, is it, it's its own, it's its own thing, right? Like it almost it, like we have this argument, yeah. genre yeah. or medium, you know? And it's like, it's, I, I would, I would argue anime is, is if not its own medium, it's getting to the point where it may as well be just because it's just got it's it's its own selection of stuff that goes with it that is distinct yeah there's there's, there's so much to anime anime has like so much you know isekai even has become a medium because oh, there's yeah. now an isekai. There's, yeah there's so many isekai out there one of them is about a guy who became a vending machine i i can't get over well, that one i, I can't, can't get over that yeah, right. there's always another i ended up in another world as X. yeah yeah yeah. But um, so it's really funny because like you're talking about it, like anime, it is designed from the ground up to understand that there is like a limit to what people can make. Even in Kathera Zero, our first film, the very first scene, right? I'm like, how do we introduce General Hawk? This is my first question because I'm boarding it. And then I think to myself, what if he just slides in the frame? Yeah. <laughs> like, almost with, like that uh, flip was that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if he just slides that's exactly what we wound up doing so it's in the board that he slides into frame like just it's cost saving measure cost oh yeah yeah, measure, yeah, yeah. cost saving measure i was thinking like it was built into kathera zero it's not that's why it's like really fun because it's like it's got that strong sense of but it needs to save time and budget what it needs to but then it goes all out what it wants and to and that's th that, yeah. that that economy is interesting because where, where where you have to be economical with your animation um you, you have to be rich in meaning right and like i think that's really where like japanese animation really stands out and has and has i think calls a lot of western animators to go like oh okay like we got to kind of up our game here yeah i love the uh i love the idea of the story not told you know show don't tell especially really obvious we're animators so now we really have to show and not tell like what? What's more compelling? Having the narrator pop in and say, "And then X character got hurt," or just showing them like get up, but like struggle Shattered. to get up. Like the 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 gravity gravity itself is just like their greatest enemy at any given moment. They can't even they can barely move, and they get up anyway. And that's like that's the fun thing about doing this. Especially, I like to. I've, you're supposed to script first mm -hmm. and then board, and I actually do still script first and then board for a lot of things 
But for some things, I just kind of bored while scripting. And what will happen is I'll like, okay, and then they struggle to get up. And that was, that's actually like my, like my biggest gripe about Cathera Zero. Mind you, I wrote it. It's just that, hey, there's a lot of talking going on here. How much, that's what I've, I've, I've grown to love just like less is more approach. Just talk less, show more, <laughs> show as much as possible. Yeah, really quickly to go to the uh, Western versus Eastern. So Eastern understands its frame economy. Western on, on TV, it understands frame economy, but. In film, like we're talking about like filmic Western. So we're talking about, you know, a Disney movie, Mulan, uh, Hercules. We're talking about DreamWorks, the Prince of Egypt. Every time I do like Western animation, I'm looking at Prince of Egypt pencil test. And if you ever, you know, were interested in looking at what these uh, what creators are thinking, just go on YouTube and type in X movie pencil test. And that's what they're called. They're called pencil test. Because that'll show you like the actual raw animation before any uh, cleanup and line work and coloring is done. You will just see what the animator was thinking. Yeah, essentially, like for steps, like in as a comparison to um, Eastern animation, it's like it's just much longer. Like it's more extended. So, like for instance, like the first phase, like they don't like like for instance, like remember that one still drawing, for instance. Yeah. Well, imagine like there's like multiple more frames. Of that still, like it actually moves. Like for instance, like going this way as opposed to like moving left to right. For instance, yeah. Have you ever seen the Prince of Egypt, by the way? Like or any just actiony Disney movie? I still <laughs> yeah. cry when I watch. Well, like, yeah, no. When you said Prince of Egypt, I was like, yeah, Prince oh, of yeah, Egypt's great. Right. <laughs> yeah, God. Prince of Egypt is huge. Like it, that movie oh, is nothing but wide shot. Yeah, but uh, the di- the difference between anime and western is, I suppose, anime was just kind of if Moses is looking sad. Moses is just going to stand still. He's not really going to move all that much. Like maybe a tear, like animated like in layers. Animation mm-hmm. goes in layers. So it's the paper over, it's, over it's top minimalism of Moses. Versus maximalism. So he's just standing still. Right. In some ways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like in Prince of Egypt, Moses will actually like he'll his head will sway yeah. around the room. His uh, he'll he'll blink a lot. He will. Yeah. He'll 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 hunch over and then he'll start walking slowly yeah. out of the room. So that's the difference. Yeah. The difference is that uh, Eastern is it's very stylized minimalism. Yeah. Western is very meth- methodical yeah. and slow. Yeah. But that's yeah. like Western. Cinema. I would say, like, too, like, Western is like you're trying to reach realism in a way because they're like yeah. trying to capture like the human motion as opposed to like imagining like how like that character would move, like, I guess, like in anime or Eastern yeah. um, animation where it's like they just slide or they'll like. Well, it's. Yeah, like this. Like, or like you try, like, this leaves are still. I well, gave it a name. I call it kinetic spectacle because that's basically what we we're, we're slowly walking into with anime. They yeah. have they have a million different names for all of us. Like, oh, it's the Kaneda school. Oh, it's the uh, it's Ryo Onishi. Like, oh, I love it's, that. Uh, Shingo Natsuna. I just call it kinetic that spectacle. Word. That okay, okay, okay. I love coining words and phrases, and this one just perfectly describes something that Roz has identified here. Wild to me. We have this phrase in English style over substance. It's a critique to say, sure, it looks good, but does it accomplish its goals? It seems that often in anime, the style is the substance. This is what I think Roz means. This awesome combination of words, kinetic spectacle. I took some time to look up the Kanata school that he'd mentioned above and was blown away. The basic synopsis is that it's an emphasis on an artist's personal style. 
If you pause any given frame of the work, it looks distorted and zany, but collected as animation, it conveys rich meaning. Somebody's face may extend in a way that's unnatural as they open their mouths, slack-jawed at some comment that's been made. Someone, while they're throwing a punch, may flick their arm back unnaturally far as they bring it in for a screeching smash. Rather than attempting to create something that's photorealistic, they're trying to let their art speak. Now, this isn't a knock on Western animation or to say that these sorts of themes are never conveyed in that work, but rather to consider these of different approaches based on emphasis to explore why anime has captured the hearts of so many people and how it's speaking to them. Well, that's, yeah, Ghibli and Miyazaki love something called ma. It just means yeah. space. And just, just means pause space like literally stop and smell the roses yeah. in the movie I, it's, it's honestly <laughs> that that even goes like there, there's like ancient ancient hebrew poetry yeah. often has the phrase sila in it which is pause to reflect and like there is uh -huh. like something like i don't know flipping e eastern art seems to meditate yeah. in a way that western doesn't because the thing like the thing is when we're talking when we're talking about like the whole spectacle versus like minimalist spectacle mm -hmm. and like the western thing you know it's like the biggest thing is like even even like even like voice lip sync right now that's something where you're actually animating over audio for voice acting or animation so in animation like in western you're actually going through and creating every single individual symbol right you're like oh h a like what are the mouth shades between each mm -hmm. word and then like in anime they're more, they make three mouth flaps and they just go like this and then they just sync it up 100%. to the audio to well, sync. Yeah, like that it. mouth flaps in anime are treated like as quick in-betweens whereas in Western, like, it's not even mouth flaps. It's like an entire body motion will be attached yeah. to a syllable in a word. Like, the thing is, like, you don't even, like, move your, their jaw doesn't even move. The mouth is plastered on top. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like, but that's, the thing is, what they're doing, they save that budget and then they go and say, like, okay, what are the key moments where we need the most to be conveyed through motion. And then usually that's a fight scene because that's where they're going to put the most of their um, budget into. Outside of like maybe like a movie where they have extra, they have more budget, they have more time. Like that's what they're going to do. And then in the West, they want what they're focused on more, I think, as opposed to just the spectacle, is the subtlety. They like the subtle motion. So like they really want to put more into that. And that's not to say anime doesn't have that, but it's to say that the West wants to capture every bit of that moment if they have the budget to do so. Okay, so I'm gonna work on closing us out here. This free-flowing conversation really got me thinking about my own approach to art, how I process what I'm seeing and consider what's being communicated. And a lot of that came from understanding the process of creation in the animation studio. Everything from Scripting to boarding to the economy of this sort of production impacts the way they communicate. I'm not sure how many animators we have listening to the show, but even if you're not an animator, and even if anime's really not your thing, I think there are still some rich veins for thought here that could impact the way that you world build and approach creation. Number one, Ma, space. For the longest time in the Worldcraft Club, we've defined our world building more by what you don't see than what you do. Leaving room for breath in your setting allows your visitant to take in what you've created and consider its broader implications. Much of the joy we have in our world building comes from space. 
To give my favorite example, the Watcher in the Water from The Lord of the Rings. It's understood to be this nameless thing gnawing on the foundations of the earth, and the only interaction it has with the story is grabbing Frodo's leg and trying to yank him in the water and forcing the Fellowship to enter Moria. But we know very little about it, and we don't really need to, other than exactly what it does for the sake of the story. But the wonder that that little snippet generates is so distinct and powerful and so Tolkien. Two, kinetic spectacle. The style is the substance. Remember that your primary goal isn't a completely realistic synthesis, but a presentation of an idea or concept. You are first and foremost communicating your setting and it's okay for you to get that point across. Three, economy. You only have so many words that you're using, the same way that an animator only has so many frames. I've heard it said that everything you write must be either important or good, preferably both, but it needs to either be there to convey something that's critical, or it's such a beautiful and interesting concept that it can stick around. Figure out what's important in your setting, we'd call it your fairy cake, and make sure that point gets across. Okay. This might have been one of my favorite episodes to have recorded and was rich in meaning for me. Go ahead and check out everything Studio YG Crow is doing, including their merch store linked in the show notes and their upcoming animation, Cucumber Fairy. If you want to find us and argue about whether anime is a medium or a genre, please drop into our Discord server via the link tree in the show notes. For Roz, Ben, and Marcus, I'm James. This has been another episode of the Worldcraft Club podcast. Thank you so much for listening.